Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the Fortress of the Mind podcast. I appreciate you joining us again here tonight. And the subject of this podcast is going to be an email that I received recently from a a, um, a viewer and a listener. And the problem that he's talking about is that he feels that his life and his mind is being consumed by hatred, resentment, and a desire for revenge. And when I received this email, it really kind of touched me in some ways, and I wanted to see if I could propose some solutions for this young guy. And I think the subject has universal applicability. You know, uh, I can say that um, almost all of us at one point or another in our lives have found ourselves to be consumed with a desire for revenge, consumed with hate, consumed with resentment. And it's not always easy to know what to do. It's not always easy to know how to handle these problems. You know, everyone just says, well, just get on with it or just get past it or just get by it or just deal with it. Well, it's not always that easy. And it's it's one of those things that, frankly, is very easy to tell other people to deal with. But when you yourself is the uh, you yourself are the one who's dealing with it, then it's it's quite another matter. So what I want to do here first is read his email. I wanted to read his email and then propose some solutions that I've found from my own experience that I think are are legitimate responses to his question. So this is his email. He says, uh, Hi Quintus, I've always appreciated your wisdom and would like your guidance. I had an experience last year that continues to torment me with thoughts of anger and revenge. I don't think that the details are important. Uh, Actually, the details are important, but that's okay. It's okay. Uh, He continues, he says, uh, and there really isn't much practical things I can do to resolve this issue, and it is now a mere personal history. I had hoped that moving to an entirely different country might help me forget and move on, but that has not been the case so far. My hatred has been burning ceaselessly, and it often seems as though it has consumed my identity. I am reminded of it constantly, and sometimes my mind is so fixated that all else just fades away. If you want a reference, refer to The Revenant, I guess the movie he's referring to, uh, which you reviewed recently. When I step out of my ego and see the situation in a third-person view, I know that the best thing to do would be to forget it and move on. The best revenge is living well, I am reminded. Uh, I don't know if time will ever heal it or if it will completely merge with my identity. Perhaps I have a fragile ego or an ego that is too big to be insulted. And perhaps I am letting it become worse by trying to write against it. I don't know if he means write or fight against it. I really don't know. I don't expect any perfect answers, but any word of advice would be appreciated. Thank you, C.S. And he uses those initials, C.S. Well, C.S., I'm going to give you some suggestions. And... I don't think anyone in this situation can give you a perfect answer. I don't think anyone can propose 100% perfect solutions because the the reality is that this is a, a very common problem and it, it isn't easy to let go of the past. It isn't easy. It's very, very difficult. You know, and I think the first thing you need to do is acknowledge the fact that you feel this way, which you are doing, and don't try to you know, run from it. Don't try to uh, maybe berate yourself for feeling this way. If you feel this way, there's a damn good reason why you feel this way. 
All right. So that's the first thing to do is to establish the fact that it's all right up to a point for you to feel this way. Now, once we've established that, then the next question becomes how to deal with it, how to deal with it. Well, I was thinking about your email earlier today, and I think that there are basically four different ways that anger and rage can be dealt with by a person. I think there are four different ways. So let me go through each one of those ways in detail so we can see what we conclude from all this. The first method, the first method of dealing with rage and anger and a desire for revenge is what I call the Alcatraz method, the Alcatraz method. Well, where did I get this word from? Well, I got this word from a special, a TV special I saw a couple years ago on Alcatraz. And they interviewed a number of different inmates. And these were all old guys, you know, because Alcatraz was closed down many, many decades ago. So these guys had served time in Alcatraz in, I guess, the 50s or 60s or whatever. And they interviewed one guy. And this interview really stayed in my memory for some reason. And he talked about, you know, when I was younger, you know, when I was a young guy back in those days, I would go right at people. I would, if you said something to me, I would be right in your face. I would be, I, I would just be all over you. You know, I would, I would be uh, hair trigger. Uh, I would explode on you at a moment's notice and I would be right there to, to punish you. And then he said, you know, he says, well, now I'm an old man and I feel like all my venom is spent. I feel like I'm worn out. I just don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to feel those feelings anymore. I don't want to fight anymore. And it kind of touched me because you could see in his eyes, you could see in his eyes the resignation and the peace and the the acceptance that he had come to terms with the world in many ways. This was a guy of infinite pugnacity, someone who was ready to rage at the world, someone who had done hard time in Alcatraz. And now... He felt differently, not so much because of any internal switch that had been pulled inside him, but simply because he was too old. He became too old, he became too tired, and basically his fangs just dried up, the venom just dried up. So that's, my point is, that's one way to get rid of anger. That's one way to resolve unresolved anger, is simply just time. You become worn out, you don't want to fight those fights anymore, you get so old that your energy is spent and you decide to move on to other things. And that's what I call the Alcatraz method. It's simply the idea that time is the great destroyer. And sometimes these old school guys, these hardheads, they change not so much because of any great internal compass that they have or not because of any magic enlightenment that they undergo, but simply because they no longer want to feel venom anymore. They no longer get they want they no longer want to feel that rage. It takes its toll on you. It wears you out. Rage is a young man's game. Rage is a young man's game, I think we can say. So that's one method. Now the second method of dealing with anger, rage, and the desire for revenge is to channel that anger into some productive field whether it's a new mission in life, some sort of public service or private service, uh, 
the idea is a, re, is a redirecting and a rechanneling of that negative energy into a positive energy. And this is a very, very good thing. All right. In the first method, the Alcatraz method, basically what you're doing is you're just, time is just, the clock is just running out on you. You don't really solve it proactively. You just let the clock run out. The second method is more of a proactive method. You are not really sublimating the anger and the rage, but you're simply channeling it into some new productive direction. And there are many people in history that have done this. There are many guys and women also who have found themselves consumed by a desire for revenge. And what they do is they simply redirect their lives, they remake their lives in such a way, or they adopt channeling, you know, they, they keep their normal life, but they simply develop outlets for the anger and the rage that keep them sane, that keep them focused and, and directed. So that's, I mean, there are many people that do that. And, you know, you can, you can explore those outlets in, in, say, writing or painting or social services, or you can undertake religious uh, obligations or, or uh, things of that nature, or, or whatever, gardening, basket weaving, whatever you've got to do, do it. Reach or, you know, start a new business. Start a new business. It doesn't really matter so much what is done. What matters is the redirecting and the channeling of the negative energy into a positive energy. All right, so that's the second way. The third way is simply blotting it out through denial. Blotting it out through denial. And, you know, you might say, well, that's not, that, Quintus, that's not a legitimate coping mechanism. But, you know, as I've gotten older, I've realized, yeah, it, it kind of is. I think it would be remiss for us not to acknowledge that denial and blotting out actually works in some ways. Not for everybody, not for me and not for, I think, many of the people that I know. But there are people that are able to just turn it off. They just blot it out. They deny it. And I think this is a cultural thing. I think you find people that come from more traditional cultures, maybe Asia, are very good at doing this. That's one thing I've noticed is the Asians are very good at blotting out things. They just it just simply doesn't exist. They just live in denial. And it's it's very easy for us to say, "Oh, well, you know, they're just they're not really dealing with it. They're just in denial, but I just don't know anymore." You know, I just think that denial in some ways can be a coping mechanism. It can be a coping mechanism. Now, it's not for everyone, and I think, as I said, I think a lot of it comes down to cultural conditioning, but it is a way. It is a way, I think, to deal with these uh, these feelings of anger, resentment, and rage. Now, let's go on to the fourth and the final way. And the fourth way is probably the rarest, but I think it may be the most enlightened. It may be the most pristine and it may be the most pure. And what this method is, this is coming to a, uh, undergoing a process of rational reflection, a rational refle reflection in our own minds, and coming to the self-realization through independent thought that rage is not the way to go, that we must make some internal change and that we must disconnect these feelings or cope with them in some way or else it's going to destroy us. Now, this is the rarest way of all because enlightenment does not seem to come through just rational reflection. There has to be some sort of 
expenditure of energy. But again, some people can do it. Okay, I think you could call this the true eureka moment of dealing with anger and repressed rage. I think at some point, people just have a light bulb that goes off and they just say, this is not the way to go. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. You know, this is sapping my strength. This is sapping my energy. And, you know, they just decide to move on. And it seems that people that use this method of dealing with rage, uh, they come to the realization little by little, uh, day, day in and day out, little by little, and they have to struggle to master themselves through this process of, of reflection, through this process of, of rationalization. They eventually come to an enlightened state. And the people that seem to undergo this method or seem to... Uh, that seem to be able to do this sort of thing are the people that already had some sort of religious identity. Not everyone has this kind of identity, or if they do, it's not very strong. But there are people that that seem to just, uh, and I've noticed this method a lot with, like you see these uh, people who, these religious people who forgive uh, forgive criminals on death row who maybe have killed one of their family members, or people that extend the uh, kindness and forgiveness to others who have wronged them in some severe way. It's not easy, and I think it may take a very certain type of personality, but um, this is not something that I've really had personal experience with, but I think I think that it's, it's, uh, it's certainly a legitimate way to, uh, to deal with anger. So I hope that these four methods will help CS, who sent me this email the other day. And to quickly recap what those four methods of dealing with rage are. The Alcatraz method, number one, the Alcatraz method, which is just, you know, becoming so old or so burnt out that you just expend the energy automatically. Number two, the channeling of the rage into some productive endeavor. Number three, the blotting out of the anger and rage through denial. And finally, number four, perhaps the purest, and most artful way, which is the realization through rational reflection that anger and rage are not the ways to go. And, you know, I don't think either of these, I don't think that any of these four ways are mutually exclusive. It's possible that there are people that adopt more than one simultaneously. You know, my personal feeling is that the second method for me suits me the best is the channeling of anger and rage into productive endeavors, because I think that way you're still maintaining your edge but you're simply redirecting that edge into a productive way. So that's, uh, that's, that's what I think, and I think that's the best way to look at it. So CS, I hope that this summary has been of some use to you. And if you have any further questions, don't hesitate to contact us here at Fortress of the Mind. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, I would ask listeners if they've enjoyed the podcast, if they would go to iTunes and please rate me on iTunes so that others can find these, these podcasts. It helps get the word out, helps get the message out. And if you've bought one of my books and if you've enjoyed one of my books, then I would ask that you also go to Amazon.com and write a short review of any of the books there that I've written because it all helps. And one last thing that I'll say. On this subject of anger and rage, um, one of the chapters in my book, Pantheon, has uh, 
an essay in it that deals with this subject specifically. And the chapter of Pantheon which deals with it is called Hatred is a Poison. Hatred is a Poison, and I have gotten a lot of emails and comments about that essay over the years, over the past couple of years. There was one guy that was so so moved by that essay that it prompted him to visit some of the uh, some of the lo- some of the locations in Bosnia where uh, some bad things had happened uh, to his family, and so uh, the you know you might want to check that essay out. It's uh, an essay that uh, means a lot to me personally, one that I wrote based on my own experiences uh, in Bosnia, and I think it has some direct applicability to what we're talking about here now. So in any case, until next time, I'm Quintus Curtius, and this is Fortress of the Mind podcast, and I hope you all have a good week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Good night.